0: Good morning, greetings, good afternoon, etc. What makes ego stronger? Uh, I had a, a few other ones, which was, which didn't really apply and were more silly. But what what actually makes the self-centeredness, the me feeling, s- stronger and more assertive and more pushy and more, more like a dictator or something? And it's, a, it's pretty complicated, but it can be addressed uh, in a few different ways, which has been done historically down through the centuries with the Buddha's Dharma. What I'd like to say is uh, say it this way. When something shows up in your mind stream that is negative emotion, anything that shows up in your mind stream that is negative feeling, emotion, anger, jealousy, resentment, Go down the list, there's all kinds of variations on aggression, all kinds of variations on passion, grasping, wanting, greediness. Lots of variations on that. And what the self-centered part of the mind may do is also very situational. Self-centered, the mind tends to find its own form, as I've been saying for a while now. And that form, doesn't matter what it is from the point of view of the form, but from the point of view of the causes and conditions or the, or the trigger, then it can show up lots of different ways. So what, I, what I'm saying here is what makes ego stronger? And ego, the self-centered, the, the part of the consciousness that thinks there is somebody, that somebody's got an axe to grind or somebody's getting really way ahead and is really doing really well. It's too bad other people don't, don't appreciate how well I'm doing, however it may be. There's lots of ways this can show up and we can, uh, I will respond to some questions about this in a few moments. But right now, I'd like to say that simply put, a very simple way of saying it, and there's lots of other ways that I can do this, and negative emotion Um, let's put it this way. You're in a room with uh, anyone, somebody, somebody close to you, somebody distant, somebody kind of close, but not too. you know what I'm saying, just somebody, and they act, do, say something that you were feeling fine until they said this, or did this, or acted in a certain way, or turned their back on you, anything. Triggers will touch off. It doesn't cause it. It's not the direct cause. It's just because everything is dependent. There is no direct cause. If you think there is, then you'll you'll buy into our current uh, uh, political system, penal system, any other system that is based on right and wrong, yes and no, and, and the desire for some people to control other people. It's pretty sickening when you see it. And it's so sickening that quite often, since the ego mind wants to do something about that, we what join groups, we find people who agree with us, find people who who are promoting what it is that we're trying to understand more deeply, however that may show up. Could be could even be a spiritual path. Pretty unusual. To have an actual spiritual path that transcends cause and effect that transcends this world that transcends it. the the goal of spirituality is to realize your true nature How you have to actually transcend that so getting back to the what strengthens ego is when the trigger happens you all have a some version of this you could think back over this then notice that the, the hidden or, or stored aspect of the consciousness or shoved aside aspect of the consciousness that is aggression or that is resentment or is feeling like you've been given a raw deal all your life. And now here's someone else doing it again, making you feel bad. Dumping feelings into you so you feel horrible. This is their fault. They need to get away. I need to get away from them. They need to stop. I need to punch them. No, I don't want to punch them, but I need to be very str- str- uh, strong with them. And the next time they say that, I am going to tell them. You know what I'm talking about. It's called petty mind. And from the point of view of observation, it's sickening. But the, from the point of view of doing that, it feels good. Because we aren't going to put up with anything from anybody. You can do that. Do it all you want. Do it the rest of your life. Most people are. But what strengthens ego or self-centeredness of the narcissism is the trigger happens, and instead of bringing our awareness to it and watching the trigger come and fluff up the hidden resentment, aggression, whatever it may be that's under the surface, that is the embedded negativity of the seventh consciousness, seventh consciousness, the eight consciousnesses of the yogachara tradition. Look it up. It's the seventh is the paranoid part of the mind. Just a way of talking about it. There is no part of anything. Parts are uh, an illusion. Mm-hmm. Someone comes in the room, says, does, or some situation happens uh, that causes or triggers. That area that kind of, you can kind of tell because it's the old mountain out of a molehill. Some small thing happened and suddenly you're enraged. Perhaps. Or you're angry or you're resentful or you're jealous or you're envious. Or, 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 and, and, and rather than just receive that, receive what is happening in your mind. Live your life and receive, receive. You have all these, the, the eyes produce nothing. The nose produces nothing. The sense of touch, nothing produces that. Even the sense of thinking does not produce anything. You have to see that for yourself to realize that. It's not an opinion. It doesn't produce. Everything is done with everything else. It's called dependent origination. Even the teaching situation comes out of seeing the totality of this, to use the fancy word that is misses the point altogether. Sees the totality and is not threatened, not encouraged, Nothing, is, nothing happens there because it's not separate. The trigger comes along, triggers the, something that's been hidden or stuffed or ignored for three days, three months, and it starts coming out and then looking for a reason, a cause, uh, looking for an off switch. And what happens then, and this is what strengthens the ego, is we start commenting on it. We start saying, "Well, if they hadn't, if I should have, I." But if I, sh-, the next time they, the constant comment that's that's ramping up out of, in your mind stream. Which you are learning to work with, if you're practicing shikantaza, and I hope you are, sitting down a whole still. and watch what moves in the mind stream. Don't believe any of it. Don't disbelieve any, and certainly don't ignore it. This is shikantaza. Sit symmetrical. One thing you have some say so about what's going on. You can sit down, hold still, and watch what continues to go this way and that way, and up and down, back and forth. You can observe that. But then what happens, rather than just receive dependent origination, we personalize it. Because when the emotion goes through the mind stream of this particular organism called a human being that you, your consciousness is arising in, the, the word you're personalizing it, because we have to say something about it, so we're going to do that. Then we we personalize that by pushing it down, by justifying it, by accusing, by accusing ourselves, by adding, subtracting, dividing anything to what is arising. The sitting practice of meditation will help you over time, eventually just observe what's occurring without your stupid commentary on it. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you should never comment on anything. Or that you should never look at some situation and say something about it. Even teach. Teach anything. Teach uh, Buddha's Dharma. Teach anything. But be very clear about what it is that you are adding on to what is already showing up. And see the division. You could say it that way. The division between what arises and your opinion about it. Your idea about it. Your addition about it. Your uh, analysis of it. The analysis could be totally accurate. That person is being mean to you, rude to you, or whatever. What are you missing? You're missing the fundamental nature of what is happening, that nothing is separate from anything else. That is a realization, not an opinion. As I often say, don't believe anything I say. You can consider it. Take a look at it. And if if it doesn't align itself in some way that's appropriate for you, then don't come here. I'm not trying to make you leave. I'm just saying or if you feel like you can interface with this old man in such a way to straighten me out, come ahead. I'm here. You may not get much <laughs> if you come this way. You may get nothing, or you might. So when, what strengthens it is when, uh, when that which is triggered, say, let's say that it's a, uh, it's a resentment. Someone said something, did something. Someone's not appreciating you. You've been doing all this work and they come in and they they immediately start criticizing. Well, I thought you were going to take care of that situation over there. Didn't you sign up for that? You say, yeah, I did sign up. Well, then why isn't it done? How many times do I have to? Sounds like your mom. How many times do I have to tell you? And I, I remember saying to my mother, 20 or 30, that's not a good thing to say to your mother, especially with your stepfather close by. Not good to be. Make a joke out of it. But we do that. That gets triggered. And then instead of receiving it, if you receive it, it does not feel good. If you really fundamentally receive it with no addition at all, no padding, no filter, then it's really, really difficult and painful. And it's, it's embarrassing because when we begin to do that, we really see that we've been doing this for a long time and now we're going to stop We're going to start actually receiving our life, receiving that which has been delivered up to us as our fancy word is karma. Don't miss your life. Don't live some other life, an alternative life, because you're coming back. How do I know that? I don't know anything. I have no idea what's going to happen next. So, observing, being aware, observing this happens triggers this feeling. And then instead of just feeling that, that particular dynamic that's coming and going in your mind stream, instead of we jump into a story about it, we've talked about this quite a bit. It's very slippery, very sneaky. It's like anything that occurs, unless you've had, you have a lot of mind training, you will be at the mercy of the conditioning that is in your mind stream somewhere. You call it the unconscious, you could call it the seventh consciousness call it whatever you want to call it. But it will, it will come out as otherness, as someone who has an ax to grind with something. And if you see it, if the ego, the self-centeredness is still, uh, there's some kind of a grasping going on with self and other, if that hasn't been understood, not only, not only just intellectually, but deeply. You deeply see that you are no one, but you're not separate from everything. It isn't particularly a, a magical feeling. So, okay, so let's say something happens, somebody criticizes you and triggers uh, resentment. Instead of seeing the situation that they're in and seeing that the person is, they're frustrated. And you could actually come back at them and say, "I, I see your frustration. I can see where there's some miscommunication somewhere. I'll take care of that project. And then they might, because they're getting triggered too, then they might get triggered the other direction and say, well, it's about time. Instead of actually receiving what you just said, and say, thank you very much. I appreciate your, your wish to help me with this. Instead, it's attention. We don't, we don't really want to give up that war because if we give, the, uh, give up the war, if we end the war, if we just stop fighting, not only with others, but with our own mind based on our idea that we are somehow right or correct, this is what's, what is driving the world crazy and it has been since the world got here. You don't have to do that. I'm not saying you can go join a club or a group or that might have a, a wonderfully uh, a wonderful program to save others, to help others, to support others. I'm not saying that. You could do that. And that may be a good thing for you to do. But without training your mind, you will take your unexamined aggression, passion, aggression, ignorance into that area. And there's a triggers just waiting for you there. Things that you run into that trigger the unexamined bullshit that you've been covering up because you you don't like to feel bad. This is the Buddha didn't wasn't kidding when he said life is suffering. And it's happening all the time. So the idea here is that you watch, you begin to see this happens, this happens, and then that triggers or starts or resonates somehow with some area of the consciousness that wasn't there, that didn't come from that, but it looks like it. It looks like someone caused you to feel this way because they acted a certain way. Well, if you hadn't sent this and I was doing fine until you started running your mouth, making your commentary, I was doing fine until you said that. And this is why we keep building the scaffolding, setting up the the stage play and start to have our little, uh, interaction with others about who's right, who's wrong. And of course, you're going to be right. You know, with the little places, a couple places where you're not doing so well. Basically, you want to win. We want to win. I want to win. It's a setup. It's a setup for uh, confusion, for passion, aggression, ignorance, for hope and fear. Hope for this and f- fear of that. So what we do when this trigger shows up and causes this rush of emotion or reaction again. You might not even be saying anything yet. And you might, your idea of, of uh, control might be just don't talk, don't say anything. And that some of it perhaps just pull back a little bit, put a little bit of tension on that before you hook up your vocal cords and start spewing uh, whatever. But you could actually look at the texture of, of the, the trigger that's come this way from the other person from the situation and how that aligns itself or vibrates with this unexamined crap that you don't see unless there's a trigger because you haven't seen it, haven't looked at it, don't want to look at it. And then the other part is to look at the way in which instead of just receiving that incredible teaching from your own mind stream, instead we, start to comment on it, A spiders running up the wall, thoughts running up. I want, I don't, I should, they shouldn't, I shouldn't. What about this? What about that? Well, and we'll even start saying it out loud. Anything to fill up the space, anything to produce something that will cover up the truth of what is staring you in the face, which is you are not separate from anything. The Buddha's always looking at you, not Jesus, not God. Awakening, awakening, nothing sleeps anywhere. Not a human being that lived 2,500 years ago. That guy's gone, as you will be and I will be, but Buddha nature doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't appear, so therefore it's always there. If that's difficult for you to sort out uh, logically or rationally, that's because it doesn't, it doesn't float in that area. It's a different area altogether. It's like everybody's underwater and only the birds really know about the sky. This doesn't mean you need to turn into a a bird. So it is about watching, observing those, first the situation that is the trigger, then the emotion that arises in your mind stream, and then your commentary on it. And that commentary can be very accurate, relative. Well, of course, I would have been fine if she hadn't or if they hadn't. Well, look, of course, I'm going to be upset. You can do that over and over again, right up to your deathbed, justifying your emotions, justifying your resentment, justifying your hatred. Or you might, as you, if you practice a lot, eventually the justification will fall off, fall off, and you'll begin to just feel terrible. You'll just feel anger with no story at all. That's why it is necessary to have a path. That's why it's necessary to have a community. That's why it's necessary to have a teacher. I'll take questions now if you have
1: them. Deb Bowing. <coughs> um, my question, I, I it, it might not come across clear, but I'll try my best. Um, if these triggers are more deeply embedded, you know, if it comes from a very early place of trauma, does it matter whether it's present day trigger, past trigger? Um, but does that even matter? Does it matter that I f- sometimes feel like those past ones, it's really hard for me to see the connection between how I'm reacting and what the trigger was, what's embedded that's making that situation happen. Um, does that make sense? I don't Yes. Balance, balance. Uh,
0: uh, somewhat somewhat. I mean, it's very situational. There are times when one may need to work with something like that in a different way, because there is uh, a lot of trauma happened when you were four years old, which goes into hiding and just bundles up because it's just too painful. But that eventually gets triggered by something. But then what we try to do is find some palliative or some way of stopping the pain rather than going into the pain and seeing the fundamental nature of pain and the fundamental nature of consciousness. Instead, we treat it as it's a materialistic approach. We just put patches and band-aids on things. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that everybody needs to stop doing that. It is always about awareness. You may have to patch and cover, but if you're aware that you're doing it, that's much different And you may have to do it for the rest of your life. But if you're aware of it and you're no longer at war with yourself, then that, that difficulty could continue year after year. But the awareness is, what is, the awareness is what is important about what happens there, not your success story uh, or something you can, uh, medication or meditation, that, for that matter, that you can do to stop the suffering, stop the pain, stop the difficulty. Just receive, just receive. Go ahead, Shisho. Shisho Um uh,
1: in your talk, you focused on negative emotions almost completely is producing on positive emotions less uh, strengthening to the ego
0: wow. I, I i don't know thank you i don't know about the strength of it but it's still just an emotional uh, dynamic happening pain and pleasure are not not separate from each other they're separated of course otherwise we wouldn't have two different names but very similar kind of situation it's about nerve endings that are that are uh, soothed or nerve endings that are abraded or obstructed. So it's still the same area in in any of the nerve endings, including the mind, which is another kind of uh, nerve ending. Shoto. Um, you've used the image of weather with our emotions before. Yes. Um, is the commentary we put on top of that different from the weather? Say more. Sure, bowing. Can we see our commentary more like weather? Um, yeah, bowing. A little bit. That's not going to take care of the whole thing, but we can take that attitude. Bad weather, difficult, having a rough time today, those kinds of things. More? Is that what you want to, what you're asking about? You kind of already know that, when you say? Things get difficult and then they lighten up. Some people are very tied into the phases of the moon. I mean, it's like, duh. Some people aren't particularly affected by that. And some people are extremely sensitive to that. And what, are you gonna, what kind of idea are you gonna draw from that? You're gonna say, well, that's people's imagination. Well, it is not imagination. Everything is imagination. If that's the case, go ahead. Shoto Bowing. I'm wondering is is the commentary triggered with the emotion? Um, yes, I would say it I would say it is. And that's the subtle area that one, through sitting practice and meditation, eventually, because your intention is to see clearly, not to come up with a bunch of ideas about right and wrong or correct and incorrect. Your intention, if you, hear, if you listen to what I say, all I'm asking you to do is train your mind. And how do you do that is watch how untrained it is. Watch how crazy your mind is and how you grasp at this and reject that. If you want to be a Buddhist, uh, that might be the most helpful thing you can do, but there's no requirement. That's, that's up to you. Uh, even what I'm saying is train your mind. I'm saying don't necessarily just shut down and and uh, plow ahead without really seeing what this is. People have to do that, then they have to do it, but you don't have to. Just receive what's showing up. And then because of the particularity of each person's karma, each person's causes and conditions, the reason you look the way you do, I look the way I do, some people are born in different parts of the world that are in different kinds of dynamics. It's extremely complicated, as I'm sure you can see. Different with each person, but as soon as you hear this, what's being said from this person is find out who you are, find out what it's the basic situation is mistaken identity, and it's true of it's true of Mahatma Gandhi, and it's true of. Uh, uh, Vladimir Putin, mistaken identity, not understanding who you are. And the opportunity to see that is to first see that the emotions that arise in your mind stream, even if someone did it to you, someone came up and hit you, the pain you're feeling does not belong to you. There is no individual there. There is pain, and it can be even more intense if there isn't some kind of individual being created to object to it. Or get out of the way of the flying rocks. No ownership. No one owns anything. How do I receive the commentary when it seems like it's really nagging at me and just isn't going anywhere? <clears throat> so you weren't really receiving it. Because if you're really receiving it, you, you won't even be aware from the point of view of the tail end of your question. It's not going anywhere. So there's some kind of materialism. That's trying, you're, you're doing it so you can see if you can get it to go somewhere. So the attitude to to take there is, thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Receive, receive that. This is not nihilism. Nihilism is ideas about stuff. This is an actual, no longer refusing anything. It arises in your mind stream, as I've said before, with the idea of helping you, not of criticizing you particularly. But you've got it coming. Your, Your mind stream isn't like... You know, one of your ears is okay, and the other one is the wrong one. It should have been a blue one. It should have had a point on the top. I know I'm not a very good example, but that's how it feels to look at this and object and agree and object and agree. I'm just building a cage of demons for ourselves to live in, because somehow the ego will sacrifice uh, its uh, liberation, because that's too scary for the, that aspect of the consciousness that has shrunk up into a ball and thinks that it's in danger. Of, of bad press or somebody else's opinion. Yeah. I think you gave the example of responding to someone and saying, I'll take care of that. That communication is my fault. Is that something to step into intentionally? If it's coming out of awareness rather than out of trying to manipulate the person. If you're actually, if you're sincere and you can see the whole situation, see the difficulty that's going on there, and but don't, just do it one time. Don't look if you, if you do it and the person doesn't immediately come around and be all hearts and flowers and just so grateful for your wonderful generosity and your compassion. Don't look for that because quite often a person is kind of looking for, they want a transaction out of it. I'm going to give up and I'm going to be the person who is kind and generous and magnanimous with compassion. And if you don't see that, then, then I'm going to stop being so compassionate. So actual compassion, you will not look for results. This is is why I keep talking about intention. It is about the intention to see who you are, not the conclusion. You will never see who you are because it is based on relative truth as of an actual identity. Ultimate situation is there isn't anyone. It's actually a pretty good thing (laughs) that there isn't anyone. Anyone else here in the in the Zendo before I go to the, again to the zoom
1: of all the different kinds of commentary that show up, is there something particularly magnetizing about the stories or the narrative that seems to grab us yeah,
0: and so what it is is because we're producing we we, were, we just got through somewhat receiving the feeling uh, you know some kind of anxiety or some kind of uh, um, feeling of guilt that somebody has triggered that you don't really feel like you're to blame for, but you're feeling guilty, it's triggered some area there. And then we tend to blame. And and then we tend to, because the blameless might be a little bit weak because we don't really know for sure why this is happening. You can't really see the causes and conditions particularly, but it looks like everything is fine until this person said did look like or wore this hat or did whatever so we immediately start making stories about it. So the addition of stories, and that's what the the title of the talk was about, Strengthening the Ego. Any story that arises about something, what arises is that, that any story about that continues to separate you you from your true nature, which is completely unhindered, unthreatened, and has no uh, substantiality. It doesn't need substantiality in the relative sense. This is why the practice of meditation study of in our case the study of the Buddha's dharma will help you there are a lot of concepts that point to this they don't they won't do it for you you can't you can't you can't eat recipes and keep from starving it has to be you have to actually cook the food you have to serve the meal or receive whatever's coming to you yeah. So those stories, uh, the way we need to work with those is just see that they're stories. If you start to fight with those, then they'll, they'll find a crack in the woodwork somewhere. And then you'll, you'll conclude that you've stopped it. And then the next thing you know, it's huffing and puffing right around the corner. Here it comes again, right back. And it will, because it, you have to be very aware of the accomplishment mentality that operates and fuels ego. Success, failure, it operates on relative truth. So if it, the ego gets as much credit for, for failing as it does for succeeding, I'm the terrible one who can never make it. I've never gotten anything right. Hadn't been for the way I was treated, I would have been okay, but I got a terrible. Well, you know what I'm saying. I don't need to go into detail about that. And sometimes that's the only thing you can do. That's what sometimes what therapists work with. People are not ready for mind training, not ready for, to sit down and do nothing but watch the insanity day after day after day after day after day, after day, after day, after year, after decade. Not ready for that. Some people can't do that. Maybe you can't do that. If you want help, that's what I'm here for. That's what the Sangha is here for. That's what the teaching is here for, for 2,500 years. You can do this. You don't have to, you don't have to keep going edging closer and closer to your demise, which will happen. I'm sure you know about that. You can actually take some of this time, set it aside and train your mind to see the truth. No guarantee, but no promise of anything. Michelle? Michelle, um,
1: is the fundamental situation that we really can't get rid of any of that stuff?
0: You don't have to get rid of anything. That's a misunderstanding. You don't have to get rid of your neurosis. You don't have to get rid of anything. You don't have to get rid of your ego. No... There's no good riddance anywhere. All of that is increasing the polarity. I finally got that finally done with that. I
1: shall die. So is it a little more of a situation where we just kind of learn a little bit better just to kind of just
0: kinda? kind of, kind of, kind of get better, kind of not be so bad, kind of, kind of, kind of? Probably not. I'm not saying that individually, some people through sitting practice of meditation immediately start to kind of fall in love with meditation because finally they've gotten a break. They've learned to meditate and they get a break from the spinning craziness of the mind. And other people, uh, depending on the karma there, the causes and conditions that rise as your mind stream, your life, your karma, how you've been treated. How you've treated others and everything sometimes that gets worse sometimes we, we meditate and we i have some students that things are getting worse for them but it's not that they're actually getting worse necessarily maybe but not necessarily a lot of us they've covered up their whole way of working with negativity with distress with discomfort with suffering is to cover it close it off close it off and there's some success with that but it's temporary and so there may be some kind of uh, maybe noticing that you're not giving yourself such a hard time. Quite often, any kind of progress, so-called, and I say so-called progress, is seen by others. They notice that you're not, you're, you're not, um, you're actually, that you actually listen more than you used to. One of the things that shows up for people, that you actually are starting to listen to others instead of, Produce, 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 produce your ideas, your opinions, your judgments. Anytime you judge anything, it's it's a misunderstanding because you can't see the big picture. Uh, even the big picture has a frame around it. So it's still a limitation. There's no big picture. It's just a metaphor to help us see further. Thank you. Auggie Bowing. Uh, when I was a kid, I developed a kind of hypervigilance
1: be ready for the next uh, insult or threat and be able to defend myself or run. It sounds like you're almost describing a, a, a higher level of hypervigilance of awareness so that when that threat comes, I can see my emotional reaction. I can see the defending, the running and be aware as that happens. Is that right, Bowing?
0: No, hypervigilance is too, uh, too accomplishment oriented. So not nah, I, I i wouldn't uh um i wouldn't cut completely into what you're talking about but it's more like uh it's more uh, it's softer than that it's just you're just going to receive what's happening without describing it without ruminating about it without blaming anyone without blaming yourself without 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 no nothing extra just the raw material of your perception showing up from apparent other apparent other meaning your mind stream, that's other, and from apparent the living room you're in or the town or the politics or the world, just receive. So it's, it's, I wouldn't call it a hyper vigilance. I would just say that, uh, just aware, you're just on receive. You've been practicing receiving by facing a wall. You sit down, you practice shikantaza, just precisely this. And just precisely this is never the same. It's it's always fluctuating, changing into something else, something else, something else, something else, until uh, that stops happening. And that, But when that stops happening, it won't be a result. Yeah. Any other questions on Zoom? Deb? Yeah, Go ahead, Debbie.
1: If I notice that I'm blaming or I'm looking for credentials and I feel like I've dropped the story, but I continue to have a residual emotional, negative emotional feeling, I just feel like crap, is that still continuing the story or at that point, do I just keep observing that feeling?
0: So a couple of things: things, two, you haven't dropped the story and, uh, and one, you don't need to drop the story. It's always about awareness, no accomplishment, don't get anywhere, don't improve. You won't hear that too often, but I'm here to respond to questions if you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying there won't be some improvements, but when they're tied into some kind of agenda about meditating so that you can get better and be less defensive or be more of this, more of that. I'll say it this way, it's even worse than that. The Buddha was not bullshitting us. Life is suffering, not part-time. So this doesn't mean we have to turn into pessimists particularly, but just receive whatever's showing up in the mind stream. Just receive it with you, Deb, or with uh, um, uh, with, with uh, David or Michael or Sokazan or anyone here. Just just keep it very simple. Just receive whatever comes down the hallway and comes through the, the kitchen door. Just receive be very generous with your attention to everything. And this includes the negativity that sometimes feels like spiders crawling up your back. It doesn't feel comfortable. It's very uncomfortable. But to abandon that feeling, which is dependently risen, which means that the causes and conditions that are behind that are untraceable. But it just feels very personal. Why? Because you think you're a person. You think you're actually a singularity. Just because you're identified with the body mind complex, and that's just a, a, a an illusion, <coughs> and but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy food or enjoy music or enjoy uh, sexual activity, enjoy jogging, enjoy dancing, enjoy reading poetry, enjoy writing poetry. You can you can actually enjoy yourself if it's just. Uh, coming out of awareness rather than out of some kind of agenda, out of being correct, being right, doing something valuable, getting ahead.
1: Sometimes when I can't handle a situation, my emotional response will be to just completely shut down, even before I realize it. Um, what is it about the shutting down that strengthens the ego, Bowen?
0: Well, you have a little success story that you're able to shut down, shut it out and stop it. But the more you practice Shikantaza or study the Dharma, the harder it's going to be for you to really shut down. And what will happen is the shutting down may continue to occur, but the awareness about the shutting down will, it'll just be a larger space in which the shutting down is happening. And eventually there's just that space has no oxygen in your ego and ego eventually, the self-centeredness eventually, uh, um, can't function anymore because it's not getting any energy. It's not getting the that the, it's like being in a war where we're sending uh, arms to the front lines. The stories about why we're right, why sh- they shouldn't have done that, and who those people are, who do they think they are? Uh, we keep rearming, sending food and fuel and ammunition to the to the war and in the mine stream. And so the same thing with shutting down. It's like closing the doors of the fort and just dropping your head and just. Hiding out in there and staying in there. Ignorance. But as long as we're continuing to practice, there's no guarantee, but as long as we we continue to sit down and open up for 20 minutes, a half an hour, two hours, four hours, and just watch what happens in the mind stream, uh, that, that, that uh, allows the consciousness, the awareness to begin to receive and receive and receive and not produce a bunch of crazy ideas defending some some identity that's not, that it's, that is dependently arisen that is not real. There is no one. And whatever one there is, is unreal. So therefore, it's like a stage play. It's real in that we're looking at it and we're worried what's going to happen uh, to whomever, one of the, the protagonists or whatever. How is this going to develop in our life? But fundamentally, it's a play. Unreal. Even Shakespeare knew about that. Unreal. So the so the idea there is to is to notice when this occurs, uh, caused by that, the imputation that that caused that, buying into relative truth, and just you know we, we got it now because we just saw what happened, so we got them now. They can't squirm out, meaning they, the protagonist or the, the one who triggered something, they actually did this. I've got it on paper. I got it in my, my smartphone. So I, I have the right to feel upset, mad, resentful. No, you don't. But you have to see it. You don't believe what I say, but you might want to really look at that very simple situation. Something happens that triggers emotions that are kind of out of proportion. What is that um, uh, mountain out of a molehill kind of thing? Something really intense. You know, the, what happened? Look at it conceptually or just as a story about it. It so wasn't that big of a deal. And then, then what do we do? We go into a why question. And what do why questions do? Take us in circles. We say, why am I feeling like this? very first thing you do is why instead of saying what. What is this? What is this? Don't settle for uh, why, because, why, because, why, because, why, because, why. Even though that soothes the ego because it rotates around and say, why? Well, it's because of this. Well, why is this? It's because of that. But if you say, what is this? Not much is going to come up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be more maybe like, a, I don't know what this is. And if you don't know what this is, then continue to look at it rather than look somewhere else because what you're looking for is right in front of you all the time. Don't believe anything. Don't believe what I'm saying. Don't believe you find out. If you think I'm full of it, you might want to go with that. I'm not here to convince you. I don't want to uh, particularly convince you of anything. If you're not ready for this, get lost. Go somewhere else. If, you, if you're if you interested in what I'm saying, then that's what I'm here to do.
1: a question from Jeremy Gray in Portland.
0: Jeremy. Is hope pointless so hope and fear are just uh, two sides of the same uh, uh, domino so it's just we we hope for this and we fear that we won't get it so hope and fear and it's not that that, that hope showing up uh, in a simple way we we hope uh, um, you, know, you might say uh, we hope the weather's good tomorrow because we want to go uh, on a hike or something, so we're not saying that we're not getting rid of that. Or uh, I would go outside, uh, I would go for a walk, but I fear that it's going to rain. So a little bit of that is just part of the deal of being uh, uh, of consciousness showing up in a in a human form or in a, this uh, biological dynamic we find ourselves in. So a little bit of that, but but if you go too much, if you everything is. You know, we've got to have hope and we have to, know you don't have to have hope. You do any hope. Hope is, is based on belief in the past and the future and on right and wrong and success and failure and all the other relative situations that drive the world crazy. Grasping, rejecting, grasping, grasping for hope. Hope is, is just the other part of fear. If you need something else, if you need anything, If you need anything at all, you have work to do. No demand. Don't need to demand anything.
1: A follow-up from Jeremy. I get so much energy from hope or optimism. I don't know how to just receive it without getting depressed. Can you speak more to that phenomenon?
0: You pretty much described it. That's the other, if if you, if you crank up the hope and become hopeful, that's, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get the other pole. Anytime you buy into any situation, good or evil, you're going to get the opposite coming right around the corner because it's, it's a polarity. But if you don't desire anything, if you're desireless, doesn't mean you don't have desires. So don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about a state of mind. And I'm not talking about states of mind at all. I may be talking about mind, I may not, I have no idea. Don't need a name for it. But any kind of polarity that's happening, any kind of demand for other, you have to have that person, that situation, that thing has to happen in a certain way, or you're going to be really upset. You're not going to get what you want. Which happens with every one of us on some level. So, uh, Jeremy, I would just say, uh, If you're you're even asking me, I don't know, I I can't say too much more about it unless you have more specific questions, but you're already saying, you're already telling me, you're already experiencing what you need, what you need to understand about it. Just don't do anything about it. Don't try to stop having hope. Just be aware of the hopefulness that shows up because that's in your particular emotional dynamic, your karma that may have to have to come out and do some surfboarding for quite a while. That's about what it is, it's just staying on the surface for a little while, oh. But you're going under fear. We all are, it's not not condemnation of anything, it's just the structure of relative truth, which we're all showing up in and are grasping at or rejecting or blocking.
1: Question from John. What is the skillful way to of dealing with difficult individuals who I perceive to always throw rocks?
0: Well, one is stay away from them. If, if you can, And I, it's a totally situational relative. But if, if somebody's doing that, uh, work with it as uh, easy as you can. Uh, it's very situational. If, if it's your mother, then it might be. Uh, if your father is a close relative, you're tied in in such a way, it might be hard to stay away from that rock thrower, but I would say if you're training your mind and you're, you're, you're willing to look at the rocks in your own mind that you're throwing at yourself, punishing yourself for not being better, for not be, succeeding, or throwing at others for getting the, in the way of what you need or what you want or what you deserve, look at that rock thrower. Look at that, look at that uh, aggression and uh and receive that aggression don't correct it anytime we try to correct aggression we end up going to war with it just like it's happening all over the world don't fight anything this doesn't mean that you shouldn't uh, get on a plane and go to Ukraine and go to the, and and help people over there maybe you should but that's dependently arisen also and I'm not I'm not saying don't do that I'm just saying you might want to train your mind also Since any aggression you run into out there, if you've not looked at what's here, and I'm saying here because it seems to be stored in a place here, not in here, seems to be more like this, that that will get triggered. And then you'll add your unexamined aggression onto the aggression that's coming at you. So you, you won't be functioning with clarity. You'll actually be blaming someone for their aggression rather than seeing that they're deeply afraid and are deeply suffering, and this is why they're attacking you even if it's a whole army.
1: Go ahead, please. Um, someone had mentioned a little bit earlier um, about the child, sort of like a childhood wound or a really old trigger.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and when, when, when I find that those older wounds are triggered, I found some times it's coupled with acute, like either physical pain, like in chest or back, Um, Or nausea will come up like it will be very visceral um, and it's distracting and and it feels very destabilizing. But what is the way to keep investigating in that space, in that
0: distraction? Okay, so um, you might not be able to do it just with sitting meditation and studying Dharma books. You you might need to actually talk to uh, a therapist. But I would be very picky about who I talk to because 15 therapists are all going to be on different uh, uh, strategies and approaches towards uh, those kinds of uh, problems. So I I would say you might need to get some other kind of help uh, to somehow help you go in there. You know, there's all kinds of there's just so many ways. If you go into Wikipedia and look up therapy, uh, I think when I first time I did that, there I think was 30 different therapies named. I won't tell you what year that was. Was before wikipedia and it's really hard to look up something on wikipedia before wikipedia i can't remember what they called it then was it called encyclopedia britannica <laughs> yes fancy name for something that there's no buttons so what i'm saying is uh you don't have to say like some people say meditation can do everything. No, it's it can't meditation is an awareness practice it's it's uh, it's not so much about healing uh, in that area, though that could show up, it's about being about having some way of looking deeply uh, into your mind stream, and uh, so it could show up in many different ways. But talking to a, a therapist, we have a, in the monastery I have three three people who are or students of mine who are also uh, therapists, and so I highly support that. Uh, anyone who's working with the whole body mind complex could be yoga, could be. Um, I can name a few others. Reiki is one that some people have have some success with. Others I have nothing. Nothing happens there, and uh, because it's extremely complicated, mind is extremely just. It's an understatement to say that because uh, consciousness is always finding its own form, and those forms are countless. And that's that's an understatement. You can't find all of them. There are so many. And so that's what I would say. Uh, speak your uh, Carmen to what your situation. I would say, uh, and perhaps you already see somebody or see a therapist. Uh, but and I would be, I would be, um, I wouldn't just go to a therapist and and settle with that. Maybe you need to look around a little bit or talk to other people because there's uh, countless numbers. How, you know how many different kinds of therapies there are.
1: You
0: you quote 150. I've never counted. It's a lot. Well, I did. I counted. I was at 149 or. 15. No, I didn't count. I, but I think it's on, uh, the last time I looked on Wikipedia, I think it was somewhere in that area, therapies. You can just get, call anything a therapy, rug therapy, um, uh, tr- tr- uh, parrot therapy, looking at parrots, you know how that does because all the different colors come in and they activate different aspects of the consciousness. And when red is activated, then that aspect of the consciousness that is aggression starts to come up. And when green, then that aspect of the 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 the, see where i'm I'm going with this (laughs) the aspect of green vegetarians so i'm being stupid or silly or whatever but i'm just saying it's complicated it's so complicated but to come back to be serious about it i'm saying uh uh, carmen in your situation yeah i think you probably already are doing some of that Uh, but but actually find different ways that you can ask sometimes if somebody was brutalized when they were three or four years old uh, that might be so shut down and so covered up with with uh, tons of rocks and 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 uh, mantle covers and tree limbs and everything. You can't get to it. You might need to actually go in and and find another route to get into that. And then possibly the sitting practice of meditation. Then that may allow you to go uh, go further once the initial uh, excavation has been done there, so to speak. So, Jen, uh, Jen, go ahead.
1: Jen Bowing. Um, yeah, on the topic of therapy, does our kind of personal excavation of our own history and our own modern day feelings and whatever family dynamics and all of that is that not inherently strengthening the ego because it's based on a personal narrative?
0: It can be, it can be. So, uh, they're gonna so, um, this well, situation. I keep using that word. So you might have to do some of that, but the more that you you personally can take your mindstream, whatever's showing up there, to the wall and do it yourself, you might need the encouragement of a teacher, you might need the encouragement of the Buddha's dharma, which is uh, uh, the teachings down this this tradition that's been going on for 2,500 years that talks about the nature of the mind, the nature of emotions, the nature of passion, aggression, and prejudice. And... uh, you know but it'd be your uh way of working with that and same thing with uh what carmen was asking about is may need you may need more help in that area but at some point try to pull it into uh into just your awareness just bear attention just receive what's coming in the mind stream over and over and over again so you can clarify because fundamentally you you, you don't die with your therapist you die alone And so, and that's coming. It might be around for another fifty or sixty years. I don't know. Uh, from the point of view of ultimate truth, it doesn't matter. That's just a. Uh, that's just a, a schema that is set up by people who are clinging to, uh, clinging to a body and clinging to a bind and clinging to an identity, fixation on that. And if you've been tortured at some point, and and you're. The whole fear situation has been just sucked down into, I have to protect this person, this body. I, I can't talk. I can't, I don't dare do anything. I, I need to be around people who are not threatening. I need to stay inside as much as I can. All the other kinds of, uh, different kinds of phobias, agoraphobia or others. Fear of large groups of people. So tra- train your mind. That's, train your mind. And that may, you may, you may need to do some more physical, you're sitting. there's not much happening there. You may need to do some yoga. Um, people, several people uh, that come to me as a meditation students also teach yoga. Chazan's one of them teaches yoga. So ways of working with the body. So we do this together. How? What is? And it may be different for for one person. One person may be able to to do uh, to go and have reiki uh, uh, treatment and maybe fantastic uh, change in, in, in the kind of d- dynamics they're working with. And another person, that may not work, but uh, uh, they may may uh, have uh, uh, more um, better, you could say better experiences with acupuncture or you know Chinese medicine or just so many different ways. Just like everybody functions differently on different kinds of diets and food and so on. Is there a final question? I can maybe take one more. I, I know know we've already had two final questions.
1: Deb Bowing.
0: Go ahead, Deb. I'll take your final question.
1: Thank you. Um, Sometimes I have the feeling of the sense of aloneness, almost like a spaciousness. Yes. Can that be the ego losing some of its fuel? Or is that exactly how the ego fuels?
0: Uh, I'm not going to do the either or there. I would would just go with your first thing. It's a, Feeling more, the, the, it's, it tends to, it tends to feel, feel like you're feeling more uh, lonely possibly or, you know, wanting something or someone else. But yet you really don't want someone, but you do, but you don't, but you do, but you don't go back and forth. And then, then there, uh, as you go along, eventually you just see that you're alone. And, then, and, then, and that's not the end of it. Then, then there isn't anyone. But it might, that might be the last feeling of just being alone. If there isn't anyone else. And then eventually there there isn't even that. everything is uh, is illusory. but that doesn't mean you don't participate. It doesn't mean you don't have breakfast. doesn't mean you don't hang out and uh, tell jokes. I mean I can I can't tell jokes because i I can't remember the punchline. Just, so it just doesn't work for me to do that. But other people are very good at that.
1: Me either <laughs> Thank you, Deb Bowie.
0: <laughs> okay, we can close. May the mirror of this penetrate into all places, so that we, in every sentient being together, can realize the Buddha's way.
1: Tio chi chi sa.
0: Directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable
1: Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great
0: Prajnaparamita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions of the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light.
1: If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.